0: Hello, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business is all about building your personal capacity. Personal capacity is what is needed for you to grow in your career, make great decisions, and become a person of influence. So sit back and enjoy this content as I share with you insights and stories, examples and personal challenges designed to do one thing, build your capacity to change your world. Tell me about the craziest thing that ever happened while you were training somebody, including vomiting or splitting their pants.
1: <laughs> craziest thing? Well, I would say a couple times that I've had ladies just like break out in tears because it's such a it can be such a cathartic experience where you're just like totally getting into your body and out of your head and just I don't know, just kind of experiencing some things that maybe they're like letting go of they're letting go of. That was really surprising. That's happened twice that I can remember. And then another time with throwing up, one of my, um, this girl, she's actually one of my trainers now. She's lost over 100 pounds, but I trained her and her husband at Gold's Gym in 2009. And she was like working hard, working hard. And he was like taking bathroom breaks to go throw up. (laughs) I didn't know at the time, but that's what he was doing.
0: Yeah, this the whole idea of breaking down or having a mental release, and we'll call it a mental release is very common when you're at the very edge of your fitness. I mean, when you really push in the edge of your envelope, you're breaking down all your mental barriers, your walls, all the um, many times it's, it's self imposed limitations you put on yourself. How have you put people beyond their limits? How do you push somebody to go beyond their limit? Like the person that's stepping out or making an excuse. You know, I have got to run to the restroom because they're they're you know they want to stop.
1: Yeah, well, definitely encouraging people to just like, you know, as far as pushing limits with like weight or anything to do in fitness, just say, just try to go a little bit heavier or just try to do this advanced move just for like one or two reps. And then a lot of times people are surprised because they just try it and they do it. You know, a lot of times just the first time that we ever do something can be like seem really, really hard and impossible in our minds. Um, And then another way is definitely by showing people other people's success stories and like showing them that other people have done it or sharing my own experience with them and even like asking them questions that can help bring the answers and
0: motivation out of themselves. What is the, what's the, the sweet spot of age for the people that you train?
1: The sweet spot of age. I mainly,
0: yeah,
1: I mainly train women um, between the ages of like 35 and 60.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. Very good. So. You know, We've got some experience in our family about personal training and fitness as well, and and that's the sweet spot of my wife as well, because those are people that are super dedicated to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. How do you handle people that you find are not super dedicated?
1: Mm-hmm. If they're not super dedicated, I mean, I think, again, just going back to asking questions to like... Like, why are you here in the first place? And trying to help them find that dedication inside of themselves. And knowing I can't, I can't make anyone be motivated. I can provide them with some, like, external motivators um, initially that can get some momentum going. But for long-term motivation and dedication, they need to find it intrinsically, like, find that intrinsic motivation. So
0: Fantastic. So I'm, I'm here with Stephanie Flynn from Tulsa Fit Body Boot Camp. Stephanie, thank you for being here with us today.
1: You're welcome. We've
0: got lots of fun questions for you, but really we want to hear your story. We want to know about you. How did you get started in boot camp type fitness? How did you get started launching Tulsa Fit Body Boot Camp?
1: I got started with this because I was initially a personal trainer at Gold's Gym, and I had a really big life transformation myself and kind of went from a place of thinking that, you know, I was just like, my life was over, and I had I had a really bad eating disorder and all of this, to almost dying, and I kind of like awoke to my potential in life to be and do and have anything in life. So it's my vision to be able to help thousands of people awaken to that potential inside of themselves I feel like we all have. So I was like, I don't want to do one-to-one training. I want to do boot camps. Um, the only model I knew of boot camp at the time was outdoor, which didn't seem very sustainable in Oklahoma weather. <laughs> So I was like, you know, one day it's like a blizzard and the next day a tornado and then it might be nice. And then, you know, so anyways, I started my own personal training studio, but then I found Fit Body bootcamp, which is an indoor boot camp model. And it's a platform where I can um, have the ability. I have four, four locations and so I can affect a, and inspire a lot of people.
0: How long has it taken you to get to four locations? Seven years. Wow, that's fantastic. So... When you jumped into this, were you afraid? Did you have fear? Did you have reservations? What was going on in your mind? You knew that you had the technical ability to teach and you knew you had a physical ability, but what about your mind? How did you overcome the hurdles of this massive endeavor?
1: I just, um, honestly, you know, I really believe in the power of visualization and assuming that the end is already accomplished of what I want to accomplish and, and um, really believing in God and the universe has my back. And so just maintaining like a vision that I have and seeing myself doing it helped me overcome it and just feeling like I'm just following, I'm following my heart and I'm following what God wants for me.
0: That gives me strength and power. Was there anybody that told you you couldn't do it? Were there any negative people in your life that really... Now, don't name them, okay? <laughs> don't name them because yeah. I, I get in trouble all the time for <laughs> describing like two people a little bit too closely and they know right. who it is. Um, were there people that were negative influences in your life when you were getting started?
1: I did have people that were naysayers like because um, I, I went out and I wanted to... I interviewed different gym owners in Tulsa. And one guy in particular, he had had experience. You know, he had had his gym for, like, 30 years. He was probably in his 60s. And he was like, yeah, you know, you can do this fitness thing, but you just won't make any money at it. Like, he kept saying that. But for me, it was just, you know, I asked him questions, and I did get some valuable information from him, and he had experience. I really respect and admire that. But I just kind of threw that part of it out, took what was serving me, and, like, left that part out, like, so I would say that's pretty much the only sort of naysayer that I had.
0: So if you, if you interview a whole bunch of people and there's competition all over, there's gyms and fitness studios and personal training, I mean, there's all sorts of competition to you. How did you find what I would call your value proposition, the thing that makes you different than other people? Where did you find that and what is it? How would you describe what makes you different?
1: Um, Well, really looking back, so like reading books and doing a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness and like self-discovery work to know that, to know what my passion is in life. So I have a a passion to help people awaken to their potential in life, no matter what their past is. They can be, do, and have anything. And so I'm not just about just getting super fit and getting a six pack, even though I think that's, that's fine if that's someone's goal and I can help you do that. Um, And so just, like, knowing that I really care about clients and that, I don't know, that I'm in love with my clients and that... I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of different than a lot of fitness people. Like I'm not just in their face yelling and yelling at them and all of that. Like I really want to coach a person and work with them to find their potential.
0: Yeah, you said you have a. Your goal is really to to help people find their potential. And our goal for this podcast is to help people expand their capacity. In other words, you know they really know right now that this is how big they are. This is how good they are. I want to help them understand that you could be so much more. Now, we do that through advice and counsel and teaching. You do that for, in, a, in a way that engages not only the mind but also the body. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about the mind. Okay. You got. I mean, this is a big deal. You get people that come into your studio, they're scared. They're scared of themselves and they're afraid of you. What, <laughs> what, what are your strategies? I mean, how, whatever, how do you leverage your strengths to help them be more successful? Think about that a moment. And, and I'm really thinking about it from a mental perspective, because you can tell them what to do. Right. You can yell at them and scream at them and push them and drive them, mm-hmm. but there's got to be a portion of coaching that goes along, too.
1: Yeah. And the coaching part, a lot of it is asking those questions, like, why are they here? What do they really want? Um, and what have they tried in the past to um, be able to get there so... For the mind, and I think it's really important, um, you know, with our society the way that it is, it's really hard to be healthy and fit. Like it's just yeah. with our mainstream and our and like if you watch T V and listen to the radio and you like look at everything, all the commercials, you're just like if you if you're not intentional about your health and your mind and like what you put into your mind and your environment, then you're gonna go towards the path of like being unhealthy and and going down that path of just the status quo, which isn't good in our United States of America.
0: You I mean. said just a moment ago, you said you, you know, you you hear what they've done in the past. And this is a big, when, whenever somebody's trying to make a, a positive move to the future, there's always things friction that slows them down. And one of the things that I would imagine it happens to me with employees and people that we train on the podcast, but to you is they say, Oh, I've tried that and mm-hmm. I, it didn't work. There's a met, there's a huge mental barrier that people put up that they'd say, well, I tried that 15 years ago and it didn't work or, Oh no, I don't do that. You know? what are, how do you help people overcome things that have been in the past they've tried but you're saying no you need to do this and they say oh i've tried that the negative influences from people's past
1: right i would i would want to clarify more if exactly what they tried and how long they tried it and ask them more questions as far as that goes and then ask them like well, why are they here and asking for my advice, you know, and just try to get them, try to bring it out of them to be able to believe in themselves that they can do it. That's a really big part of our um, what I teach my coaches and for me is to instill confidence in people because a lot of times they have tried a lot of things and and it hasn't worked. So it's just about being able to develop in them the belief in a new possibility for themselves.
0: So on on a given day... You, you train people, you coach classes, you do all these things for others. What do you do to keep yourself sharp, to keep yourself growing, to keep progressing as an individual? Talk about yourself. Be selfish for a moment and let us in the mind of Stephanie and tell us where do you go to get fed? Where do you go to grow?
1: Well, definitely having a morning routine and a, like a nighttime routine helps me. So just knowing that every morning when I wake up, I love to like say some affirmations or incantations like today's going to be a great day and great things are going to happen to me. Like, However cheesy it may sound, I tell this to my team. And then having a routine like drinking water and doing like supplements, and then doing some stretches, and then I meditate and I pray and I journal every morning. I write down my goals and I visualize my goals, and then I work on like what are the main, what is my main project I need to focus on today um, before other interruptions happen, and mm-hmm. then around and that's all between around like four thirty and seven a.m. or so, mm-hmm. and then the day can start. And my daughter, I have a three-year-old, she'll wake up and like.
0: Wow, you're a busy lady. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about journaling. It's so important. To, either that or tell me about your meditation. Tell me about what excites you about those two things. Hmm.
1: Well, meditating and journaling, I think it just helps me stay more level throughout the day, and it helps me stay in tune with God and the universe and, and like in, in the flow of things so I can have answers and I can help people and I can inspire people with the right words and actions and prevent myself from being like too emotional or getting angry or reacting like it definitely helps develop the pause in between an event happening, and then, a, and then reacting in a way that could be undesirable, like taking the time to touch base with myself and make a better decision that's going to be better for
0: everybody. Now, you've got a three-year-old daughter, and children take a lot of time. They take a lot of attention. It's important. I mean, the best gift you can give to a child is time spent with them. But yet in your industry, it's an important industry to be on the floor, to be at the gym, to be there when people need to be trained. How do you balance work and life as a mother?
1: Well, right now, I mean, I have 25 team members. And so I have trainers who train the sessions. I don't train the sessions anymore, even though I really, really love it. Like, that's like, I just love getting in there and training people and... But I don't do that part anymore, so I have a team that does it, and it's definitely a juggling process of figuring out my schedule and making time, like making sure that when I'm on, when it's work time, it's work time. And when when it's not work time, it's not work time. So getting all my work done and not messing around, so that way I can spend time with my daughter when it's time to.
0: So you've spent seven years growing this business, and you've got 25 people that work for you. And there will be times... Where you look out on the floor, or you look in your business, and you think that person's not doing it as well as I'm doing it. I can do it better than that person right there, <laughs> right? You're laughing because this is true, but you can't be everybody. You can't you can't do all twenty five roles because you've made it bigger than yourself. Tell me about mm-hmm. when you see somebody that's doing it not as well as you. How do you handle that? Where do you go? What do you? How do you talk to them? Help my listener understand. Inside your mind, what do you do to coach that person to make them better?
1: I talk to them about it. I mean, I don't want to – I've learned from experience to not let stuff fester, but to just um, talk about it immediately. And I do, for my team members, we do DISC personality profiles, Mm -hmm. so that way I know how to best communicate with each team member and so I take that into account and just talk to her about it and also the same thing like ask questions like what does she think she could have done better and just let her know exactly what um what I saw and what I feel like could be done better and then verify that she knows exactly what I meant and we like to stay on top of it where it's just we we consistently will give feedback and communicate with our team members
0: you immediately, as you, if you were describing how you engage with one of your employees, you went to her. Do you have male employees, and do they? Do you find it more difficult to coach or to guide as a as a woman business owner? Is it more difficult to guide and direct a male counterpart?
1: I haven't had any male employees yet, but my my fourth location, my Bixby one, is my first co-ed. And so oh, okay. Yeah. So we're looking for fit, a male trainer.
0: It's been women primarily only. it's been women only. That's right. You said that earlier. I'm so sorry I missed That's that. okay. But now all of a sudden you're going to Bixby, which is a suburb south of town, it's growing like crazy, and you're gonna do co ed. Yes. So there's a very good chance that you might have male employees or ten ninety nine contract employees that have to do it your way. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for that, it's the process of hiring a person, like hiring a person very slowly and making sure they're the same values and character that aligns with my company values and that they will listen to me and that we can talk and have like a mutual respect and trusting relationship.
0: Sometimes an organization has organizational or company values, but they haven't written them down, they haven't put them down, they're they're not easily transferred to the other person, do you, do you have a certain number of values? Do you have a certain, have you written them down? Do you share them with new 1090, I don't know if they're all employees or they're 1099 contractors, but do you share them with these people?
1: Yes, we have them written down, there's 10 core values, and they're actually adapted from the Fit Body Bootcamp, it's a franchise, so they're core values and i do review them in the new hire orientation that i always do with new team members who come on and explain them
0: what's the biggest challenge you've got in having a young family while you're raising while you're running a business i mean you're raising a business and raising a family at the same time
1: just prioritizing and making the time to make make sure things happen. I feel like my daughter also has Down syndrome, so she has special needs. And so it's just like I can—it's sometimes hard to make sure she gets to doctor's appointments and then juggling my business too, but I ask for help from people, and I am— up for the challenge. That is
0: such a strong thing to say. I mean, out of all the... I sit in front of you, look at you, obviously powerful and strong, but the strongest thing you've said today, in my opinion, is I ask for help. Yes. So your daughter, I don't know her name. She's three years old and she has Down syndrome. So she's incredibly loving and yeah. sweet, but she she has needs, a lot of needs. How How is it that you're... Um, able to ask for help. If you were giving somebody else advice about getting help when they need it, what would you say to them?
1: I would say to, for me personally, I can feel bad. Like I don't want to impose on other people or anything like that. So I try to remind myself that a lot of times asking another person for help is sometimes helping that person because they're able to enrich their life by helping me and to not not feel bad about asking for help, just to not feel bad and know that like we're all in this together in the world and it's helpful. If we're helping each other. Like that's what life is about to me.
0: That's a great answer. I love it. <laughs> awesome. I really appreciate you sharing something about your life that's that personal because it's really important for our listeners to understand, you know, the challenges you go through. I'm gonna imagine that people are listening thinking, wow, this mm. is like superwoman here. <laughs> wow what do you see for the your future? What's five years down the road look like for you? Yeah,
1: five years down the road, my Fitbody boot camps will definitely be all mean optimally running a certain amount of revenue each month and I do see myself going more into doing online sort of things like I really have a passion inside of myself to educate and inspire and entertain people to again like reach their potential in life and explore that potential in their life Um, so I don't know if that's going to be done by like videos or something like that but I do see myself like kind of going more online and I like to travel and speak and stuff like that.
0: If you could improve that group of women between 35 and 65, if you could give them one piece of advice, you looked at them globally and you said, I'm going to say one thing, this is the most important thing I could transfer from my knowledge to you. What might that be?
1: Really nothing is wrong with you. You're not broken. Every moment's a fresh start. And no matter what your past is, you have the power right now to make the decision to change and you have the potential to be, do, and have anything.
0: I love That's a great answer. Okay. I love That's fantastic. Okay, last Thank one. You. So a lot of the people that listen to us are younger than the population of 35 to 65. Do you train many of the millennials, the younger, mm-hmm. you know, fresh out of college or in college folks? And- If you do, what's your experience with them and what one piece of advice would you give to the women that are coming fresh out of college?
1: I do train some women in that age group. And I would say just to focus on their, I mean, as far as fitness goes, to focus on their health and loving their bodies and not thinking they have to be some sort of what the media portrays us as needing to be as women and to look a certain way and that the main goal i feel like isn't always going to be weight loss like i feel like or if I feel like the, a, main, a really good goal to get to is to learn how to listen to your body and to love your body, and listen to your body's hunger and fullness cues and respect your body and make that a focus whenever you're trying to get healthy and fit and not just like calories and lots of workouts and overdoing
0: workouts and things like that. Just like be gentle with yourself. Fantastic. I really appreciate you coming in today. That's been, this has been marvelous. We've had a great little bounce back and forth dialogue. I've got notes and I never looked at them once. This is fantastic. So I want to say thank you to Stephanie Flynn from Tulsa Fit Body Boot Camp. Thank you, Stephanie. You're
1: welcome. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind Your Business. Please check me out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to send me a message if there's something you need or want me to talk about. You know, the great motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, you can have anything in life you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. What does that mean for you today? That means if there's something in this content that is exciting and really resonates with you, pass it along to your friends, share it. Let them develop and become strong in their thinking, in their motivation, in their knowledge, just like you are. Together, knowledgeable, you and your friends will change the world.